Hi everyone, it's Mike. If you've been on Instagram for any amount of time, you've undoubtedly seen contests and fundraisers appear in your feed. Well, I'm here to present you with a unique opportunity to help change a young man's life. His name is Noah, and he's an awesome kid. His parents are trying to raise money to pay for therapy and adaptive equipment for their son. You see, Noah has cerebral palsy. He has hydrocephalus and is legally blind. Jeff and Chris have t-shirts with a character rendering of Noah in his hot rod wheelchair. Designed by none other than Adam Nickel, designer of the Born Loser logos, Dice Magazine cover, and most recently, his work on the Born Free 5 posters. If you're interested, PayPal your size, address, with a suggested donation of $20 to Jeff and Chris at MSN.com. That's J-E-F-F-A-N-D-C-R-Y-S at MSN.com or Go to chopperprofits.com and click on the link. Oh, they're not scared of you. They're scared of what you represent to them. Amen. Oh, we represent to them, man, as somebody who needs a haircut. Oh, no. What you represent to them freedom. What the hell's wrong with freedom, man? That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it's all about. Just what is it that you want to do? We want to be free to ride. We want to be free to ride on machines without being hassled by the man. Welcome to Chopper Profits. Uh, This is Mike, and uh, today we're in studio with... uh, Someone who's become a good friend of mine. I know I say that just about every podcast, but uh, it's true. Uh, we've got Kenny here from Lone Rangers. Um, first and foremost, uh, tell me a little bit about Lone Rangers. Uh, well, it, it started back in the day with uh, four of us uh, who basically didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. Not in the sense of uh, we didn't like where they were going, but a lot of our friends turned into uh, just just doing a bunch of drugs and bad things and we didn't necessarily want to be associated with it. So we decided we were just going to hang out and do our own thing. And then, uh, we got split up and then a little while later, I would say a good, maybe six, seven years, we all got back together again and we're like, you know what, let's just do something with it. And there was a lot of talk for a long time and that's pretty much what it seemed like all it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh, my lady decided that, you know, you guys need to stop talking and do something. So <laughs> just I, like a good lady to yep, bring exactly, that to the table. Exactly. You gotta have a strong one behind you. So uh yeah, I just got the guys together and, and told them, you know, let's let's get this going and do something about it. So we uh made a couple of plans and uh kind of just threw it out there and just tried to see what people thought about it. And uh, what, what's the idea behind Lone Rangers MC? Because I know that uh, in the early days when I started following you guys, um, I definitely saw the MC and thought, are these guys a legitimate like motorcycle club? I knew what it, what it took at the time to become an MC, yeah. so I was kind of intrigued. Yeah, no, we uh, we just thought it would be funny to do like a play on words with it, uh, in a sense. Uh, we're Lone Rangers Motor Clothing. Uh, we are not an MC. It's not that we have anything against any MCs. It's just that's not our bag. Yeah. Um, but we are basically just a very community-based company. We uh, we do a lot of events for downriders. Uh, we basically just try and help the community out, push other people to succeed, and hopefully we do the same thing. So you're not an MC, but you are a motor clothing company. 
Yeah. And, um, and I've seen the stuff that you guys do online for people. I mean, you're very much into promoting others and, and, uh, others ideas and, um, and helping people out. Is that kind of, would you consider that kind of one of the core values of, of what you guys do? Definitely. Um, I think the first real event or anything that we did was with the, uh, true South relief fund. And it's the guys over at true tattoo in uh, in Hollywood. And, uh, they were doing an event for four downed riders. One of them, which, uh, we knew really well, uh, Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple other people. The main thing that pushed us to do that event was about a month prior, one of our really good buddies ended up passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually used to work at a chain reaction, a local venue. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he ended up passing on his bike. Uh, someone hit him. Um, so we were, you know what, let's, let's do this. Let's help other people raise money for hospital bills or funeral costs or whatever it takes, yeah. you know? And, uh, the guys over at True Tattoo were totally stoked that we were able to help out, and it kind of just propelled us to go. You know what? This is this is exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna help other people out, and you know, hopefully, we we're gonna make it somewhere someday. That's awesome. I think that uh, you know, like we were discussing before the show, I think that's kind of one of the, um, I don't know about the core values of the community, but definitely it's something that I would love to see. Um, perpetuated and brought back because it's something that back in the, the 60s and 70s was really um from what i understand because i wasn't alive back in the 60s but yeah <laughs> it was really uh, prevalent that you know everybody helped each other out yeah um it, it wasn't as uh i don't want to say snobby but it wasn't as um segregated to where it's like well you ride a sport bike i'm not gonna really help you yeah you know or you're not in my scene i'm not gonna help you um so that's re- it's really an awesome thing that, that you guys do. And I know that um, it's something that's catching on. I mean, I see it on Instagram all the time. Yeah. Uh, down rider. And then next thing you know, you've got a ton of vendors jumping on. Yeah. People anything to help out. I mean, everyone wants to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and another cool thing about it, like you were talking about the community, is is we try not to just limit ourselves to motorcycles and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll go to car shows, truck shows, all that we just want to anything with wheels and a motor basically yeah. we we are all about it so that ricky bobby life i don't have wheels and a motor but would you support me totally all day every day <laughs> um well let's let's move a little bit towards you uh personally because that again that's really the uh the premise of this podcast is to get to know uh you as an individual and um kind of how you got to be where you're at now How'd you get into even being into motorcycles or anything mechanical? Well, uh, my neighbors across the street, uh, they were very much into Volkswagens and motorcycles. Uh, it's pretty much, I grew up on Volkswagens. I always had the fear of motorcycles just for the simple fact you don't have anything around you to protect you, Right. which in the case of Volkswagen isn't very much, but still (laughs) it's something, it's something, um, having a tin can around you is still something. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I grew up on Volkswagens. I was really into them, air-cooled, um, but I was always afraid and hesitant to get on a bike. I've been on a dirt bike before out in the desert, but mm-hmm. to me, that's different than being on a road with all the cars and everything else, all the other distractions. Um, and then when I was uh, 20, just about to be 21, mm-hmm. uh, I had three heart attacks. And then after the heart attacks, that kind of made me realize, you know, you're only here one time, man. Just you need to get out there and do it and, and have fun. So went out and learned a little bit more on how to, to maneuver on the streets mm-hmm. and, uh, went out and bought a bike and just been two wheeling ever since. That's awesome. Those, the heart attacks that you had, what, 
um, what kind of led up to that and, and during that kind of, where were you mentally and, and emotionally? Um, well, uh, when I had my heart attacks, uh, a little while before my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So I actually had to move from Costa Mesa back to Anaheim, mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of help her out. Cause she was, you know, there alone. Um, and then at the time, uh, the lady that I had was, uh, not very good. Mm-hmm. And so she was always out doing her own thing. And then I had just recently lost my job. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of things stacked up against me. And, uh, eventually one morning it all just cracked and it happened. Um, it started at around two, I believe in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I remember getting taken to the hospital around four in the morning Mm -hmm. and then uh i didn't remember waking up until later on that night Mm -hmm. i was there for about three weeks they did the angiograms and everything and they found nothing no clogs no blockages Mm -hmm. basically chalked it all up to stress wow so two wheels help out with stress for sure big time yeah that wind can't think can't think about much else than riding when you're riding yeah the, the wind in your beard it's great yeah so, um, so right after then that event, um, you picked up a motorcycle and how did your life kind of change? Um, well it changed in the simple fact of, I kind of fell in with the community. I mean, I came from like the whole hardcore scene mm-hmm. and, um, in the hardcore scene, everything was about family and everything like that. Okay. Uh, going over to the bike scene, I realized it was kind of the, the same thing. And I, I did see a lot of the same people right. from back in the day. So that was really cool. And, uh, I mean, just, uh, just going to events and, and meeting new people and, and kind of collaborating. I mean, to me, it's all inspiration. When I go to a show, that's, that's what I'm going to the show for is to get inspiration, to figure out what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I mean, uh, in previous interviews, I've talked to people that, that feel exactly the same way. I think uh, it's interesting to watch the um, the progression. First, you go because it's something to do and it's cool and you're interested, and then um, you know after that newness or the fun portion of it wears off, you know where it's just like we're at this event, yeah, yeah. Um, I find that in talking to people, they tend to move towards that. You know, oh, I'm checking out this, these bikes for inspiration on to what I'm gonna do next on my bike yeah. or my clients' bikes or whatever. And then, um, if they're, if they're bike builders, otherwise, you know, if they're, uh, a clothier or whatever, yeah. they look at, okay, what's, what's everyone wearing and I'm going to push the envelope and do something different. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when I st- first got my bike, I mean, it was completely stock. And then, uh, what kind of bike do you have? It was a, it's a 1977 Yamaha XS650. Nice. And so when I first got it, first thought in my mind was, oh, I'm going to chop this thing. It's going to be right. rad. It's, I'm going to chop it. And then after playing around with it for a little bit, I kind of leaned towards more of like the brat style mm-hmm. and then realized I didn't like that either. So <laughs> it takes a while to find what you like. Yeah. So, uh, I eventually got the, uh, the cafe tail section mm-hmm. and, uh, changed the tank and just, I mean, I've gone through the whole bike essentially. And, uh, now it's just a really nice cafe that, uh, gets me where I want to be for super cheap. All my other buddies who have Harleys and stuff are, they hate me. They hate me. I put <laughs> little to no money into this bike and it yeah. runs and their bikes, they put thousands of dollars in and it just doesn't start. Mm-hmm. And they, we're talking about the older bikes. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. 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 It's uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, 
any hobby that you have, or even if it's a daily rider, you know, you can put, uh, you can find ways to put plenty of money into, into them. Uh, we talked a little bit about how you, you guys got together as, as friends, uh, and Lone Rangers came about. Mm -hmm. Um, what, has there been any significant, um, not experiences, but significant events that you've been to since, uh, Lone Rangers have been together as a, as a, uh, clothier? Like for instance, um, the, I don't know, it could be born free. It could be any of those events. Um, have you, have any of those things happened or taken place and, and, uh, have you been involved in any of those? Um, well we haven't really, I mean, for, as far as born free goes, uh, we've been spectators since born free one, awesome. um, pretty much just going to the shows all the time. And I mean, we still promoted it as much as we could, like just in, in our own everyday life, like, Hey, come check out this cool show. Mm-hmm. But, um, when we were there last year, a lot of people were hitting us up saying, man, why don't you guys have a booth? Why don't you guys have a booth? So this year is going to be the first year we're actually going to be vendors at Born Free. So we're going to have a nice little booth up selling our stuff. But uh, other than that, like I said, it's more more just like downriders events, uh, mm-hmm. earning money for people. Um, I think one of the really significant events was the True South Relief Fund event. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, as far as I was concerned, this was our first thing that we were ever doing. No one knows who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I walked in the door, I had people saying, hey, what's going on, Kenny? Hey, how's it going? And <laughs> I had no idea who they were, but they knew who I was. So I thought that was kind of cool. Surprise. And, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> that night we met a bunch of people, Chris Pontius, uh, mm-hmm. the the dudes from Wild Boys and Jackass and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of famous tattoo artists, Tim Hedrick, uh, Aaron the the dude who runs the shop over there mm-hmm. uh, he's basically uh, Oliver Peck's like right hand man awesome. uh, really cool people they're they're always down to to help out and they still they still to this day do events all over the the country about with uh, down riders and everything that's awesome it's always good to you know have a um, supportive of a community or you know to be able to make those relationships because yeah. Yeah, otherwise you just your circle stays kind of tight. I mean, obviously people are different. You have extroverted people, you have introverted people. Yeah. But um I don't get from our conversations that you're very introverted. I'm sure you have your introverted times. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're both similar in personality. Um well, let's let's turn a little bit to uh, your younger years. What um what was your life like growing up as a kid? Uh well, when I was around 4, uh my parents got divorced. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a really really rough divorce uh my dad had to to move out over to uh like riverside chino area and uh my mom stayed here and uh she she kind of tried to hold things together as best she could but she still wanted to to party and have fun and do her own thing Mm -hmm. so pretty much until i was in high school i mean i really didn't have any rules or anything like that i mean i remember that explains it. Yeah, no, right. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember being in junior high and being out until like four in the morning and wow. just running around town doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, once uh, once my mom decided she was going to clean up her act and everything, she uh, she decided she wanted to tell me what what to do now. And I was like, nah, you know, that's that's not going to happen. That's not how it works. Mom. Yeah. So I moved over to uh, Costa Mesa for a while, and then, like I said previously, she she got diagnosed with breast cancer. So move back in to help her out and how's that um i know this is less about your childhood more onto your mom but how's the 
breast cancer. Oh, she's doing good. She's in remission right now. Wow. So uh, she still goes and gets checked every six months. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah, everything, everything's under control. Good. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so then I guess you moved to Costa Mesa. Moved to Costa Mesa. Um, at the time, I was uh, what everyone likes to call straight edge or what I like to call yeah. Orange County straight edge because... <laughs> Uh, I am no longer edge anymore, but, uh, I actually got kicked out of school because I was straight edge, um, uh, because technically in the school district I'm in, if you are three, three or more people dress the same, act the same and have the same ideals, you're considered a gang. So we all had tight jeans and black shirts and we didn't like people smoking around us. So, Mm -hmm. uh. One day, uh, a kid was smoking on campus, and I politely asked him to stop, and he didn't. So I took the cigarette out of his mouth, and we went to blows, and the principal was right there. And, uh, yeah, I got labeled as a gang member and got kicked out of the school district. So You heard it here first, folks. I'm interviewing a gang member. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I, that is awesome. So after that, then, uh, you that was high school? Yeah, that was high school. Um, and then pretty much after I got kicked out, I kind of just had to, you know, do the adult thing and go get a job. And yeah. that's pretty much what I've been doing ever since, just working. Um, uh, my lady likes to say I'm a, a jack of all trades, master of nothing. Yeah, I hear uh, that. Yeah, I've, I've done pretty much every job out there. And uh, just nothing has really, like, stuck with me or, you know what I mean? It's It's never been anything where... I've wanted to go do it. The closest mm-hmm. thing I had to that was working at Hope School in La Palma, and it was mm-hmm. for uh, mentally and physically disabled kids from uh, 12 to 22. Wow. Um, I, I think that job was the most meaningful to me. Um, I actually liked going into work. I liked helping these kids out. I actually had patience with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also around the time that the whole 9-11 happened, and uh, Everyone, everyone I knew was freaking out, you know, oh man, terrorists, this, we're going to get bombed. And then I'd go to work and see these kids just stoked that they tied their shoes. And, and I mean, it just made me like, it opened my eyes up to a lot of stuff. It's interesting when we stop looking at us, uh, from a selfish perspective, you know, the world's all about me and you start seeing other people like these kids who are stoked just to tie their shoes. Yeah. It definitely is a perspective changer. Exactly. It's a game changer. Exactly. It made me just kind of like go, wow, I need to really not not care about a lot of the stuff that I care about because yeah. it's pointless, it's stupid. But, uh, you know, you just got to keep keep going and, and yeah. pushing on, and otherwise you're just going to be stuck in the water, you know? Yeah. What do you, um, kind of one of the aspects, I guess, of um, the chopper culture that intrigues me is that I think a, a lot of people can identify with the whole uh, – you know, being a jack of all trades, master of none. And I don't mean that in a uh, degrading way towards their trade, but just in that they're not the typical, you know, get out of high school or even make it through high school, yeah. uh, go to college, get a career, and then I kind of fabricate on the side. Maybe there's some that do, but I don't think that's the majority. I think um, the people I've spoke to, uh, the people with vision and um, and kind of that drive to do something different, Again, you know, something we talked about earlier, it's just really very much like a hacker mentality of like, what do I need to do? Because I, w- I want to do this. I want to put some shirts together and create a clothing company, or I want to put a shop together and start building bikes for people who are doing custom work. Um, it, it's kind of one of those things that you don't, uh, you could plan for it, I guess, but it's, you can't really go to school to like, help me form my business. Yeah. You know, or help me 
put this together and sell stuff. So I, I absolutely agree with that in that um, I think you'll find a lot of uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, just, just in doing a chopper, I mean, you, there's so much stuff, there's welding, there's paint, there's electrical. Yeah. And I mean, sure you can have other people do it, but it's really fun to try and figure it out yourself. And, yeah. and then you have a lot more pride in the finished product when it's done, knowing that it was your hands that right. did it. And there's, I mean, there's, again, so many aspects to chopper culture. Um, and when I say chopper culture, you know, that includes cafes. That includes oh, yeah. uh, it includes motorcycles of, of all types. Um, but you have your, your clothiers. You have your, your tradesmen uh, or tradeswomen. You have all those different uh, pieces that come together. So it's, it's really interesting from this side of the mic to get to talk to people and, um, and see all those different facets. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so through your childhood, then, uh, it sounds like you had pretty typical childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, what are you doing now for work? Just curious. Uh, you don't have to say the name of the place if you don't want to, but. Oh, no. Uh, I kind of help out with, uh, my buddy, John Emmerich. Mm-hmm. He, d- he, uh, has ornamental ironworks, mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, pretty much Lone Rangers and that's, that's it. I help, uh, my lady out with her Etsy store and cool. that's, that's pretty much it. That's awesome. It's, uh, again, not very many people have that freedom to be able to do that, you know. Uh, it's it's freedom, but there's no money in freedom. Right. <laughs> right. Man, that is well said. Yeah. You know what? I think that may be a sticker for, yeah. for Chopper Profits. Thanks for coming up with that. No problem. I'll make sure I give you as many stickers as you want for free. There's no money in freedom. Um, what is, to date, the worst thing that you've experienced in your life? Well, the worst thing I experienced, uh, it was... Just about four years ago, uh, it was right after I met my lady, uh, we were hanging out at uh, Hoagie Bar Michaels mm-hmm. over in uh, Irvine, and uh, we closed the place out, stayed in the parking lot till around three talking, and then uh, decided that we were going to go home, so she left in her car, and I left in my car, uh, and coming home on the 55, there was a car that ended up just blowing past me. Uh, I was going like 80, so I was already hauling. Wow. And it just blew past me, and it got about 20 car lengths ahead of me, hard left, right into the wall, flipped over, uh, ran up to the car. It was uh, this Asian girl, uh, pulled her out, dragged her over to, like, the center divider. Mm -hmm. She took three or four big gasps of air and then just pretty much died right there in my arms. And Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that in itself was really upsetting, and then I had... Before I stopped the car, I had called 911 and mm-hmm. kind of just had it on speaker so they could kind of hear what I was saying and doing. And as soon as the cops got there, I got thrown in handcuffs because they thought that I had something to do with it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it was just kind of traumatic to have that happen and then to yeah. get thrown in, in the back of a car. And, you know, but they they got it all figured out and I got home around six in the morning. Wow. But, uh, yeah, uh, I was, I was messed up for like two weeks after that. I mean, it's, it's heavy. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, I know, I know dudes in Iraq have to deal with it all the time, you know what I mean? Sure. Seeing their buddies die. But I mean, to not be in a war zone and to have this person who you have no idea who they are, mm-hmm. just kind of go with you right there. It's, it's kind of messed up. And she was young. She had just turned 21. Wow. So, I mean, they found a bunch of alcohol in her system, so it was definitely her fault, but yeah still it's still sad to see poor, her go poor you know? choice and yeah yeah there's i try to teach my girls all the time you know that there's uh everything has consequences every choice good or bad yeah exactly there's consequences and 
That sucks, man. Um, what about uh, another question I always like to ask in a more positive note to end yeah. and off on <laughs> is uh, what's the best thing that you've got to experience? The best thing that I've got to experience uh, as far as like life goes? or Yeah, just in life. What's the best um, experience that you've had? Honestly, the best experience I've had is is going out and being with the people in the community. I mean, there's nothing like it. I can't really give you words to describe like how it is to just be there with people who you know care and that you care about them and and that you guys are all kind of going towards the same goal. And it, it, it's just really, I guess, connect. I don't know the word to use. Yeah. Like uh, it, it just makes you feel like you guys are family. You know what I mean? You guys don't, you're not blood family, but... There's a sense of belonging. And- exactly, exactly. And everyone kind of uh, has their place, I guess you can say. Um, there's always the people who are going to be the badasses and, right. and the people that are going to be too cool. But then there's, you know, the people that, that want to talk to you and and that want to get to know you and, and they want to see you succeed. So, um, There's, I guess, there's something that I think I've felt about this culture and about the community since my first interaction with it in that um, I don't think I've ever had a run-in with anybody yet that has not in some way, shape, or form made me feel welcome. Yeah. Is that kind of... Um, I mean, when when we first started, uh, like you were saying earlier about the whole MC thing, mm-hmm. uh, we had a lot of people in the beginning going, you know, who are these schmucks? And... Uh, <laughs> You know, you're like, we're not schmucks. Yeah, <laughs> we're just clowns. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a lot of people like talk crap on us in the beginning. And, uh, you know, we just kind of came to the conclusion that if, you know, people are talking crap, then we must be doing something right. So, right. Just keep keep going at it. And uh, really quick, the all the trash talking just like stopped. And all the people that we did hear that were, you know, talking bad on us. They're all cool with us now, so I kind of think th- that works. Yeah, I kind of think that uh, there there might have just been a few people who were kind of uh, magnifying hmm. the situation and and making it a lot worse than what really was said. It's uh, it only takes a few. Yeah. You know? Um, just want to take a second to promote your your website and your store, so um, you guys can find again. I'm I'm talking to Kenny. I'm sure you've been listening since the beginning of the podcast. Uh, since this isn't live radio, um, <laughs> you can uh, talking to Kenny from Lone Rangers MC. Uh, you can find them on the web at lonerangersmc.blogspot.com. They have a store up there. Um, you can check out their goods, and you know, just know that when you're buying something from them, you're getting uh, not only quality, um, but you're supporting directly, um, you know, someone in the community and also someone who's uh, doing things in the community and helping out. I know firsthand. Um, Kenny and the Lone Rangers um, help support a downrider that uh, I found out about, and I can't remember how. I think it was through you in uh, in Illinois, a tattoo artist out uh, there yeah. named Turbo. Chicago, yeah. That uh, they were doing a big uh, benefit, and um, we we got together, and I we, I think we gave, I gave a couple things that yeah. I had uh, at the time, and um, but just the fact that Kenny was out there. Uh, that you were out there, I'm talking about you in third person. <laughs> the fact that you're out there 
promoting that and not only promoting it but doing the footwork to go you came to my to my house to collect the items to yeah. ship out there um for the raffle or for the uh the auction yeah a lot of people actually helped out with that uh renee and roy from prima homa designs helmet mm-hmm. division uh they they threw in a helmet you know custom lined uh nick perry and his wife over at perry inc they threw in a bunch of stuff exhaust wrap uh custom leather seat That's uh, awesome. like a solo seat um we had uh cd shirts rolling sands helped out tank farm helped out uh, we, we just had so many people come forward and, you know, donate product to somebody who, I mean, they didn't know this guy in Chicago, but, uh, you know, they, they knew that somebody needed help and they were willing to help out and do it. So that's, I mean, that's something too, that you'll find, I think in this community is that, um, even if you don't know the person, people are willing to give, Yeah, you know, cause exactly. they know they either have someone close to them that's gone down or they know the risk that, you know, someday I may go down. Exactly. I mean, some people always say, uh, I've heard it said, rather, that it's not a matter of if, it's when. Exactly. And um, I like to try not to think about that so much because I think there's some things you can do to avoid it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But an accident's an accident. Exactly. And but they say just like with skateboarding, I mean, for every trick you land, you're going to fall 10 times. Right. So, right. I mean, that it, it kind of goes the same way for, for being on a bike. Like you said, it's not... It's not that it's going to happen. It's just when it's going to happen. Right. Well, you can also find the Lone Rangers on Instagram. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny, but it's Lone underscore Rangers underscore MC. Uh, Is that your Instagram? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can find them on uh, Instagram, Lone underscore Rangers underscore MC. Uh, or if you just search for the the hashtag uh, Lone Rangers MC, all one word, I'm sure you'll find them. And you'll, you'll be blessed with finding a picture of Kenny. Uh, rocking out to some karaoke. Yeah, karaoke Kenny in full in, effect. In a gold uh, LeMay thong, which I'm so, I'm so glad there's the front shot and not the back. <laughs> oh, I'll send you I'll send you the back one personally. Don't worry. Awesome. Let's keep those private, bro. Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> they're good people. Um, very good people, Kenny and, and the Lone Rangers guys. Um, I guess as, uh, as we kind of draw to a close here, um, is there anything, what's, what's something in your experience of being in the culture and the community or, um, just in life that you would say to someone, if you had the chance to maybe, maybe this is taking it a little too close to home, but if that girl had survived that was in the wreck and there was something you could say to her that may or may not, uh, have, well, that hopefully would have some meaning to her, um, what would it be? I mean, just think about everything you do. Everything has its consequences. Like you said, whether it be the right decision or the wrong decision, mm-hmm. you know, something bad could come of it. There's somebody who's going to get hurt, but you just got to make the decision that's going to further you and your life and try to not hurt as many people as possible. Yeah. Wisdom. All right. Well, I just, again, want to thank you, Kenny, for being on the show. And um, we're definitely going to probably have to pull in uh, Leanne, I think, at some point because uh, it sounds like her store's kind of gaining some, yeah, some the, traction. Uh, yeah, American Bones, it's uh, it's picking up. I mean, pretty much as soon as she posts something, somebody buys it immediately. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, his lady does, uh, I don't want to say it's just vintage stuff, but it's it's some cool stuff. We'll, we'll definitely ha- we'll have a podcast yeah, dedicated definitely. to her. 
So again, thanks for being on the show, and you can check out uh, Lone Rangers, LoneRangersMC.blogspot.com, and uh, go buy some stuff and support some good people. Keep it rubber side down, guys. Thanks, Kenny. No problem.